and welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Biver. With me, as always, Stephen White. Stephen, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, this draft thing is kind of, whew. It's, uh, it's, it's the busiest time of year. So, and then you got all that. And my phone, my cell phone crept out on me today. So like uh, I man, those, those Russians really trying to get to you. They they messed up your Skype account. Now, I know. Not exactly your phone. I know. I know. You must have some some secrets you don't know about. <laughs> well, it's like the worst part is like my phone died. It's not like the battery or anything. It's like I, it just. My first thought was, shit. How am I going to communicate when I'm in the bathroom? <laughs> 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 and then my okay. next thought was like, dude, you need to take a you need a vacation after the draft. <laughs> right. That's yeah, that's a, uh, that is 2017 in a nutshell. <laughs> and that's your first thought about, you know, your cell phone time. Man. Well that and then like you know the Listen, because you, you might look, if you just might miss something on Twitter, yeah. if you can't take it with you to the bathroom, so I understand. These are Troubling time. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. Yes, 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 indeed. Um, Let's see. You know, it's been fairly, like, we haven't had that, well, about, what, two, I guess it's two weeks from today till the draft? Uh, I think so, yeah. My God. And we have, we still haven't had like the dumb, like, I mean, there's some rumors here and there, and we'll talk about those in a sec, but we still haven't had the dumb, the real dumb rumors yet. You know, like a couple years, like Cam Newton ones really always stand out to me, but then you have like the, the Teddy Bridgewater hand size or tiny ankles controversy or, uh, small knees, small knees. Yes. Small uh, knees. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always something, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope that this a sign of progress cause it is getting pretty close Yeah, to the end, but you know, it's usually that one guy, uh, that would, that will publish his, the wonder his uh, pro- profiles. Oh yeah. With his name. Well, there's and, Nolan and, and Rock, and he doesn't work where he used to work anymore. Yeah, yeah, Naraki, Naraki. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He wasn't NFL, yeah. like he wasn't NFL.com, and then like the NFL has a, a line with coded racial statements in your in their scouting reports, so they cut him loose. I think I don't know if that's why they right. cut him loose, but thank God they did. Well, right. I was, I was looking back at his uh, profile of. I didn't know it was his. Uh-huh. Um, I was looking back at a profile of Mike Evans, mm-hmm. and the profile said that he uh, was basically a possession receiver. <laughs> he didn't make trick plays. <laughs> slow. Uh, didn't get down the field, and yep, it was Nolan Naraki. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, he still has a job somewhere, I bet. And he so does. As as he comes out with his whatever. That'll set everything off. Him yeah. or the guy from the Packers, the cover of the Packers. McGuinn, McGinn or McGuinn. McGinn, yeah. And I understand everybody always tells me he's a great journalist, but he's always good for one really bad pre-draft rumor, too. Yeah. Well, he's the guy At that least. usually has the Wonderlick leaks. 
like the bulk of the Wonderlick leaks. And so that's when you start to get, and he's a famous anonymous scout quote giver. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know I, I think the guy uh, stands at the wrong stall in the bathroom. <laughs> that's off the record. You bet, buddy. You bet. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, I'm not going to tell. I know that's the thing is like we always laugh about like the sneaky oh he's sneaky athletic that's like oh white receiver sneaky athletic lunch pail guy sneaky athletic white receiver you're talking about or white running back there but like then you like the, the dark side of that is like they have like they use a lot of like code words in those things too you always that always pops up in there and so it's just like whoo and then it's always, well, I'm just telling you what they say. That's just what I heard. Yeah, okay. That's just what I heard. Don't kill the messenger. Well, don't report bullshit. If you know it's bullshit. Every year, like, I just, like, I like I was laughing the other day with somebody about how the, the rumor a couple years ago was, like, someone said there was no way that Matt Barkley would, like, get past, like, the, I think the Cardinals in the first round. And then, like... In what 2010, Jimmy Clausen could be the first or then the second quarterback taken in the draft in the first round. <laughs> so, <laughs> but today, I guess right now, the one, the hot air quote marks here, you can't see this on the podcast, but I'm doing air quote marks. The hot rumor right now is that the Browns maybe will consider Mitch Trubisky instead of, uh, Miles Garrett with the first overall pick. I mean, it smells a lot like a smoke screen. It looks a lot like a smoke screen, but uh, I thought that was the that's the big one that was going around yesterday. Well, I, I saw some on my timeline today on Twitter where <laughs> one article said that uh, Hugh was at odds <clears throat> with the front office because yes. he wanted a quarterback, and then the other tweet said. He was at, at odds with the front office because he wanted uh, Miles Garrett. So, you know, <laughs> Lions season, it is definitely, you know, the home stretch for Lions season right now. So just disregard everything you hear. Yes. Because none of it's true. <laughs> the stuff that is true is the stuff that you wouldn't believe in the first place. So. <laughs> yes, that was the one going around. And. <clears throat> Which I, I mean, you know, you could see like, it, it, like it, the I think the some of that rumor there's enough believability to it. It's like, well, this is, you know, the same team that in the past years has taken Johnny Menziel and Brandon Whedon in the first round, but they had that twelfth pick too. So it's not like they're locked in on the first one where you gotta have you gotta, excuse me, you gotta get your man. <laughs> I don't know. I you know like Trubisky. I'm obviously I'm not a quarterback expert by any means, but I don't know. Like you would wonder with Trubisky, like because he just has that one year, one season of starting experience in college. Like that always seems like a little bit of a red flag, but you know, for a quarterback, less so than some other positions. But I uh, I've only watched him in the context of watching him against Solomon Thomas, mm-hmm. doing Solomon Thomas's uh, breakdown. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, 
either he has some really good pocket movement or Solomon Thomas is just terrible at actually sacking quarterback <laughs> because he made, you know, up until that last play uh, where, you know, Solomon Thomas is inexplicably unblocked on the two-point play and uh-huh. he sacks Jabuski. But up to that point, basically, if uh, there was any chance of Trubisky escaping from Solomon Thomas, he took full advantage of it. So, at the very least, I can comment on his his pocket awareness that particular game. Yeah. It was outstanding. And so, I can see, at least from that, why he might have the kind of athletic traits you're looking for now. Not necessarily, you know, uh, a read option guy or whatever, but yeah. uh, mobile enough to be an Aaron Rodgers and keep the play going. Yeah. Now, I have no idea about his arm strength or anything like that because I haven't taken a look at that. And even if I did, I don't break down quarterbacks. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. I don't necessarily know that you. this is a year where you have that polished product. Yeah. Except for maybe Deshaun Washington and everybody seems to be tearing him down. But uh, most of the guys I'm seeing are, are you know, that are supposed to be rated pretty high don't have, you know, the three-year starter like a mm-hmm. Joshua Dobbs. Josh Dobbs in Tennessee looks like he's moving the boards a little bit, but he I don't think anybody has any kind of illusions of him being a first or second round pick. Yeah. But, uh, you know, these other guys are kind of like Trubisky. Maybe don't have a lot of film on them anyway, but uh, have shown themselves to be have the kind of athletic traits you look for. Yeah. Uh, I hear a lot about uh, Mahomes, I think, with the big arm. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Now, like, my thing with him is, like, he's that air raid quarter, one of those air raid quarterbacks. Those guys always seem to have a tough time in adjusting to the NFL. Well, you know, you just got to be careful of, you know, putting somebody else's sins on him. Yeah. And see what he can do himself as far as uh, getting on the on the blackboard and seeing what, you know, what he knows about reading defenses and stuff of that nature. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think every case is kind of, uh, in, you know, individual. So I, I give him the benefit of the doubt on that, all things being equal. Yeah. I haven't really, like, I haven't followed the criticisms of Deshaun Watson too much, but I mean, you know, you watched enough of those games. I just like, it's kind of like, well, I mean, it seems like, <laughs> Seems like he's pretty good. He, I mean, he did beat Alabama in the uh, national championship game. He is good, but I will say this: you know, they talk about his accuracy. Uh huh. And watching the Mike Williams tape mm-hmm. for his breakdown, you do see sometimes that you know he's a little off. Mm-hmm. He's he's basically inconsistent. Mm. Um, sometimes he's throwing dimes, and then sometimes maybe he doesn't plant his feet or. Or something of that nature, um, and, and and throws a little bit off. A, a easy throw becomes a hard throw. Becomes you know an uncatchable pass. Yeah. So uh, you know I, I I did see that a little bit, but like you said, he has so many other outstanding traits. And and one of the big things is a lot like Dak Prescott, he never looks panicked in the pocket. He always looks under control, even if he's under a lot of duress. He never seems to panic and, and just throw that, you know, uh, back-breaking interception. 
Destin, the limited games that I watched when I wasn't even focused on him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my observation. So, I, again, I'm not saying that this is my assessment of him. This is my impression of him when I was actually focusing on Mike Williams. There were some times when I thought a better ball and Mike Williams makes a play there, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, okay, you know, this is ball is way off. But then there were other times I'm like, that was perfect. You know, it couldn't really get much better than that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and definitely times where I just saw him, you know, extend the play, not get uh, frantic just because, you know, guys are kind of all around him and deliver the pass. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's all about, I think, uh, in this day and age with these kinds of offenses that quarterbacks are using in college and high school, I think it all comes down to whether you think you can develop them anyway. I just don't know how many finished products we're going to have, what we're going to see, uh, um, all things considered, uh, uh, with quarterbacks in the, in, the, in the foreseeable future. Yeah, I, I think you know a guy like Jameis Winston and, 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 and Marcus Mariota, I'm not sure we're going to have a year where we have two guys especially. Yeah, come out that, that are just as polished as those guys at what they did well, and they and both of those guys still had things that they needed to work on. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I'll say, I you know, credit to the Titans. I mean, I think they kind of and well, Mariota's rookie year was really kind of the the injuries really are the were the takeaway there. I mean, he didn't really get ever get to do much because of that. But I mean, I you know, I think that offense and like it was. You know, easy to kind of laugh at the term, the smash mouth, whatever, the exotic smash mouth or whatever it was. But, like, that was probably a pretty smart way to kind of, you know, integrate him into that a little bit. I mean, not, you know, you they gradually kind of put more work on his shoulders. And as the season went along and, you know, they had a lot of success in the red zone with him last year. But, I mean, I'm kind of like, I hate to say this. I, this is, I talk about words you're going to end up eating. <laughs> Hello, Jaguars predictions. But uh, I, I, like, I'm kind of excited to watch the Titans' offense this season. I think that uh, you know it'll be kind of a it'll be kind of a fun show. Well, especially if they actually put some weapons around that yeah. kid. I mean, he's got the tight end, but not much more than that. No, <laughs> they even uh, got rid of some of their talent too. Yeah, um, the slot receiver, uh, Kendall Wright. Uh, what's his name? I Kendall can't remember. Wright, He's gone. Hmm? Was it Kendall Wright? Yeah, Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright. Yeah. He's gone. And they, they got the rookie from last year who's coming back, but he's not a burner. You know, no. he's more of a possession receiver. Um, they, they, they they got the offensive line. Now they need to really get – they need to get him his Dez Bryant. Yeah. They need to get him his Dez Bryant, a guy who can uh, make big plays and will go up and get the football for him if you ask yeah. me. And I'm not sure where they are uh, picking, but so far, you know, whether it's Mike Williams or Corey Davis, I think both of those guys will really improve the Titans. Yeah, and I've seen a couple mock drafts with Mike Williams to them, and and I think, you know, like that's a move. I think that's a – well, they have two first-round picks too, so they're in pretty good shape comes draft time. But that's I think that would be a good move for them. I mean, you really – like you said, you add that piece – you give him a his Des Mike Evans kind of player for him to to have there. I mean, that's obviously been a big boon for Jameis is to have a guy like Mike Evans in the lineup with him. 
Right, and, and, and sometimes uh, uh, Jameson's had Mike Evans on one side and Vincent Jackson on the other. Man. <laughs> and, and even when you don't have that, you, you just got to understand, man, for a quarterback to have that one guy, even if he only has that one guy, yeah. if you have your Dez Bryant, your, your Terrell Owens, your uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, you know that when a big play needs to happen, you have one guy that even if he's covered – you can throw the ball to and he'll make a play. Yeah. That is such a luxury to have. And the Titans just haven't given that to to Mariota yet. You know, like I said, the tight end is fantastic, but you, you can't just throw to the tight end every play. Yeah. Although some games it did seem like they tried to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, shoot, I forgot. I lost my train of thought here. I I got sidetracked by the Titans, and look what happened here. <laughs> Who now? You've broken down Corey Davis, and and that one's hopefully going up tomorrow. Um, and then the Mike Williams. How do those two guys compare to you? Um, I, I prefer Corey Davis. I think they're both fantastic prospects. I think they're both. Definitely first round talents. Mm-hmm. But Corey Davis is that guy that can he can do it all for one, and he can make plays whether it's short, you know, taking a shallow crosser and, and, and breaking a few tackles and taking that one to the house, or whether it's just straight speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's coming off of ankle surgery, I think, so he won't be able to to run a forty time, but his speed is apparent on mm-hmm. film, you know, even against double coverage at times. Now, he's going to have a few drops. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You know, if you've gotten up off your fainting couch now, okay, <laughs> you can get over that. Then you, you'll appreciate the other things that he will bring to you because he, he's not having drops like a guy like uh, the kid. Uh, what was the kid from Notre Dame last year who I talked about his oh. drops to Houston? Fuller. Fuller. It's not like he's like full of where his hands are, are in bad position. You know, it's just concentration drops. Uh, like Kelvin Benjamin mm-hmm. when he came out. And so he, in theory, he could actually get better at those concentration drops and eliminate them. Uh, but even if he doesn't, you know, on, on most occasions, he's going to be in position to make plays and his hands are going to be there. It's just as long as he keeps concentration, he'll be fine. But every once in a while, he won't. And the mm-hmm. guy I compare him to is Brandon Marshall. Mm-hmm. This is He's almost exactly the same player as Brandon Marshall, a young Brandon Marshall who can still just really, you know, beat you with, with straight speed on the outside, as well as fighting for every inch on all the short stuff as well. Yeah. You know, the, the big stiff arms and, the you know, uh, the quick in and out of his breaks mm-hmm. uh, on, on all his routes. This reminded me a lot of Brandon Marshall. And if you could think back to how explosive Brandon Marshall was and imagine him without the emotional uh, 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 outbursts at times that hurt mm-hmm. his team, you know, cast flags and stuff, you, you erase that, and that's what you're going to get with Corey Davis. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really how that kid, I, I think that uh, you put him in any offense – and he's going to be a game changer. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, I, you know, I'm really excited to see what he can do. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I yeah, I don't see like it doesn't seem like there's one any any one or two guys that are just getting a ton of hype headed into the draft this year. I mean, everybody's sort of. I mean, a lot of guys are getting and people are talking about Miles Garrett for a lot of different reasons. And I saw, I did notice some someone dropped some anonymous scout quotes about Leonard Fournette that came out today that. He's concerned with more concerned with stardom or something like that. What, what does it say? There's a widespread feeling he's driven by stardom, and there are concerns about his passion for football. Which I wonder if kind of that stems from him not playing in the bowl game this year, which he was hurt. Which is funny because McCaffrey did the same thing and he wasn't hurt. And I like you know not, I'm not criticizing him for that decision. I think it's you know you're not fucking getting paid so. So we've got some. There's some anonymous scout quotes for you. We'll see. We'll see what. And let's not forget. And let's not forget. Fournette played the whole year through that injury. Like yeah. he was hurt pretty much the whole year. Got hurt in preseason. Yeah. Left his way through the whole season through a coaching change. Yeah. He, he fucking deserved to sit out there bowl game. Yeah. Because everybody knows he needs to get ready for the combine and all the workouts and stuff. Yeah. Now, he still was a little heavy at the, at the combine, but that just lets you know, look, he needed to rest so he can get fully healthy so he could focus on what's going to be his job. And we all knew from the moment he set, on camp, set foot on campus, this, he was going to leave as a junior if possible. Yeah. And go get paid. Because, and you, had, you know, the same people criticizing him for missing a bowl game, yeah, I, w- I would love to see a Venn diagram of them, you know, discussing whether he should have sat out the whole season from the get-go. Yeah. You know, because a lot of these people just be talking out their ass. <laughs> yeah. They're going to find a way to, 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 to criticize this young man regardless. Yeah. But I bet you what, if your, if your favorite team uh, drafts him on draft day, I bet you won't be complaining after that. <laughs> So, exactly. you know, I'm just sick of all that kind of bullshit, man. I mean, look, that's that. Who doesn't want to be a fucking star? Well, yeah. That's what the NFL is. Yeah. That's why the Cowboys are so popular. Yeah. The fucking star. Yeah. So, yes, I'm sure he wants to be a star. But you don't do all the things he's done that he didn't have to do to get to this point. All of a sudden, to, to just be like, screw it. Especially yeah. if you're a fucking running back. Guess what? If he goes uh, soft, he's going to get his ass knocked out. Yeah. He almost got to go hard just to protect himself. Yeah. Okay? Or, or it's going to be very apparent. So, you know, don't tell me about stuff like you got. You got guys who ain't worked out in 30 years since they, you know, were a backup on their high school football team trying to criticize this young man's toughness. Yeah. Or talk about him wanting to be a star. Yeah. And that, <laughs> yeah. that really does piss me off, man. <laughs> I, you just make, like, are these anonymous scouts tweeting this from their elliptical, their 30-minute elliptical sessions or some shit like that? It's just... Uh, yeah, and that's what kills me. It's like, well, what would you say... Like, flip that around. What would you say about this kid if he went and said, well, he goes, I, you know, I'm fine with just being okay. Like, I, you know, it'd be nice to be a star, but I'm content to just be an okay running back. I'm, nah, I just want to work third downs. That's cool. 
<laughs> come on. It's so stupid. It's just dumb. People just come up with reasons oh. why they don't like a player instead of just saying they just don't like the player. Yeah. And that's fine. It's okay not to like some players. Yeah. Shit, there's plenty of players that look at on film I'm like, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. And then you got guys who do stuff off the field, and I'm like, no thanks. Oh, yeah. But don't count that in some bullshit. I mean, literally, this kid was out there limping every game, and we saw it, and we knew he wasn't the same player. And most people were saying, hey, this kid should go and sit down somewhere and rest and get 100%. Yeah. Or sit out the season altogether. And he heard all that, and he still went out there and played as best he could week to week. And they're going to criticize him for taking off for a meaningless bowl game. With an, after a coaching change like that, too. After a coaching change, where he's obviously been hurt the whole season. Yeah. Sometimes people just, you know, you tie yourself in, a, in this much of a pretzel just to criticize a player. Yeah. And it makes you wonder about your motivation. Yeah. Well, I wonder, too, like, if you drew the Venn diagram of people who would criticize a player for that and people who don't think college athletes should get paid. I bet those two circles would have a lot of I bet a lot of alignment between those two circles. Right. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, it's crazy. And he lost like I mean, didn't he lose what 15 or 20 pounds from the combine to his pro day too? So that's not, you know, let me tell you, it ain't easy to lose 15 or 20 pounds. <laughs> See, let me testify. <laughs> It is damn sure not. <laughs> That's with all this delicious food around. I mean, it's us. I know, I know, and you can't not not all of us are going to eat. What was that? Did you see that shit yesterday? Tom Brady's Instagram was cooking. What the hell was it? Some kind of lentil tacos. Like man, lentil tacos. Shit. If you don't have pork on those tacos, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but why are you gonna eat a taco than that pork? I mean, or beef, I guess. But sure, but you know, come on. <laughs> oh man. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because I think Fournette. You know, now you're starting to see. Also, the other flip side of the Fournette stuff is you are starting to kind of see some rumors about him, which probably, I'm sure the the. The work ethic questions are probably related to this. You're starting to see some rumors too where he's a, you know, could be a top 10 pick even. So might be, it's lion season. It is. Oh man, what else is happening out in draft land today? So I, I, I guess, is it fair to say that Derek Barnett is still the defense of the pass rusher that has stood out to you the most? Um, as an edge rusher, yes. Uh, right. Overall, it's still Jonathan Allen. But as an edge rusher, absolutely. Right. Now, uh, I'm working on somebody right now, and I'm still working on him, so I'm not going to say the name, but okay. he's going to be a little interesting. Uh-huh. He's a very interesting pro- prospect. So. Well, there we go. There you go. I was, I, you know, I going back and looking at the Solomon Thomas piece again today. That was interesting to kind of go through that. And, you know, for a guy that's really been, you see, you know, hype's maybe not the right word, but 
you feel like you know people see like him as one of the you know the top edge rushers in the draft, and you see that sort of inconsistency in him, in his game like that. I don't know. Does that? I mean, I, I it feels like that's the kind of the if you draft a guy like that kind of high, you better be. I guess you should be pretty damn sure that you feel like you can motivate him or you can work with him on some of those issues. I guess. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <clears throat> coaches tend to be eternal optimists mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> you have a guy with as much ability and especially athletic ability as Solomon Thomas showed, not just on film, but at the combine, you know, he's 270-something pounds running a 471. And mm-hmm. I think his vertical leap was like 30-something, like mid-30s. Uh, basically had almost a comparable combine to uh, Miles Garrett, who everybody was kind of, you know, uh, salivating yeah. over. Even though he, you know, he's a little shorter than Garrett, but he's, he appears to be, you know, the bulkier of the two. Like, I, I would think Solomon Thomas could probably play inside, and he did play inside quite a bit, uh-huh. as a matter of fact, in college, but I wouldn't think that uh, Miles Garrett could. So, um, you know, <clears throat> the 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 thing of it is, is that uh, one, you know, effort issues are something I'm always uh, hypersensitive about, yeah. just because that's how I was coached. Yeah, uh, for most of my football career. Um, but you know, not everybody sees it the same way. But then it wasn't just the effort issues; it was also the fact that. He missed a lot of tackles. Yeah. And some of the times it was that he just whiffed on sacks and, and, and tackles. And then other times uh, running backs just ran through his tackle attempts. Yeah. And so uh, his hands are either too weak or too small to make some of these plays that you want a high-level guy to make. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see who kind of decides that uh, they are willing to smooth over his rough edges Mm -hmm. or at least attempt to because the kid has all the talent in the world. Yeah. You know, I talked about Chris Jones last year and the thing about it is uh, Chris Jones was lazy, (laughs) but he didn't load nearly as much as Solomon Thomas. Uh But the flip side is I also think that Chris Thomas, I mean, Chris, Chris Jones doesn't have nearly the potential as Solomon Thomas either. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot because I was still pretty high on Chris Jones. Yeah, I remember. So, uh, you know, it, it's a conundrum. Do you think you can fix this guy, quote-unquote, or not? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, if if somebody can uh, light a fire under him and have him playing that way consistently, like I said, he could be an all-time great. Mhm. Mhm. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes cuz I mean I think you know he's still probably a top, you know, probably what a top 10 pick or so. Barring. Oh, I'm sure he's probably going top 5 regardless. Yeah. But yeah, he he's definitely talented. If if if, if he didn't have those effort issues and stuff, see he's probably the number 1 pick in the draft. Mhm. Man. 
And like you know the 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 contrast you have with the Aaron Donald, like the effort thing with like what Aaron Donald, you know, what you saw from Aaron Donald. Can you explain that? Well, I say that they had comparable effort issues. Uh-huh. So Aaron Donald, I think uh, one play was actually walking during the play. <laughs> uh-huh. Somewhat like uh, the play I pointed out from uh, Solomon Thomas. Uh-huh. Uh, but the difference being that Aaron Donald made more plays than yeah. Solomon Thomas. So, you know, you got that trade-off of, okay, maybe you can be this lazy if you're going to make this many plays, and especially if you make it look this easy. But you can definitely not do that if you're missing this many sacks, missing this many tackles, and just, you know, not being a dominant force in the same way that Aaron Donald was. And few people could probably do that anyway. Uh-huh. Obviously. He was a rare talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just got his uh, fifth-year option picked up which seems like the the best roster move the Rams have made in a while, other than firing the head yeah, coach. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wasn't sweating this <laughs> the option at all. Because he'd make a lot more money if they did do it, you know? Oh. Like, did he pick up that option? Shit, he'll break the bank next year. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, let's see. What do you, like? What do you think of this? What do you make of the Marshawn Lynch talk? You think? I guess he's. It sounds like he's coming back. I mean, I. It's Marshawn Lynch, so, um, until he signs on the dotted line, I guess, I'm not gonna consider it a done deal because he could change his mind at the drop of a hat. But I. Uh, I think it's actually gonna come come down to the Seahawks and how reasonable they are. Yeah, I think that the Seahawks for a lot of reasons, could want Marshawn to not come back to another team. Mm-hmm. So they could definitely make it almost impossible for him. I don't know if they'll go that far, but a lot of it will depend also on how far the Raiders are willing to go. Like, how bad do they really want to yeah. sign him? I think he'll be a fantastic addition. I mean, a year off from Marshawn Lynch, and he looked good that last oh, yeah. year aside from the injuries. And if he feels good and he's in shape, Shit. In that offense? That line. Hey, man. Huh? And that line. Holy right, shit. That, the right, middle that of that line. line and, and just all the weapons and, and the ways they can use him and the way they would. Like, I've seen them use uh, uh, the big back that they had last year that signed with the Vikings. The Mur- Murray. Uh, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm imagining him running those same plays. Yeah. But again, I, I think. It's gonna to come to that. How much? How badly do the Seahawks not want him to come back? How much do the Raiders want to spend in order to have a service? Because yeah. one thing about uh, uh, their GM, you know, he, he's it's a new day in Oakland. Yeah, and he's not gonna overspend for anybody. I don't think. No, doesn't have to anymore. No, no, not at all. It would be. I tell you, it's. Um, it wouldn't be a bad PR move if you got to play, uh, try to get fans to come watch your games uh, in Oakland for two more seasons before you go to Las Vegas. <laughs> and that's the, that's the question, like, how, how badly do they want him? Yeah. Because, obviously, he would be a PR coup. He would be 
somebody, I, I said this that day when the rumor kind of came out, uh-huh. or he, I think he was actually uh, at the Raiders facility. I was like, yeah, a lot of Raiders fans are going to be conflicted uh, knowing that the team is leaving in two years, but also that they'll get probably at least two years of Marshawn and the Raiders uh, uh, uniform to watch it, you know, there. Mm-hmm. It's it, it still in, in, in Oakland, so uh, it definitely would make a lot of sense for 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 the Raiders, you know, the, for these next two years to have them on the roster from a PR standpoint, like you said. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know how much they care about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. It obviously hasn't been a huge. And they are moving up. Oh shit! <laughs> it has been a huge motivating factor for the Raiders so far. Oh. I don't know. Like you say, though, it'll be fun. I like. I, I think the NFL is just a better world in general when Marshawn Lynch is in it. So. He's just a fun ass player to watch. So, a fun guy to have around. Period. So I'll take him back. Oakland, Las Vegas, wherever he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those players. Like if you're in the media, you love this guy playing because he's interesting. He makes it fun. I mean, it's just. There's a ton of stuff to talk about with him because he's got just, you know, his past history with the game. Even go back to like the golf cart. You think about the golf cart thing when he was at Cal. Just like, man, you know, just a fun dude all around. And there's, like they say, sometimes it's the no fun league. So you got to appreciate guys like Marshawn in there. Oh, man. This is how he plays the game. is so great. Yeah. Too, so. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's it's a wild, wild times, man. Oh, let's see. That's it's pretty quiet. Like I say, not a lot of stuff going on besides the you know, a a, a few pissant draft rumors here and there, and and um, the Marshawn Lynch stuff. As Bill Belichick gave an interview. It wasn't that interesting. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh, man. Other than that, uh, I suspect next week we will have some draft bullshit to talk about. I bet by this time next week, Stephen, what do you want to bet? I will yeah, bet I'm you, not going to bet, bet you on three... that one. I'm pretty sure we will, too. <laughs> I bet you three lentil tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, all right, man. Uh, good show, and uh, we shall uh, reconvene a bit next week. Can't wait. 